You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That man frantically typing away is Jared Sandler. I am Ari Temkin. It's Star Chat. And when you hear the frantic typing, you can only know that it's Star Chat. Uh, Jared Sandler, Ari Temkin, busily working away here, getting you ready for Cowboys and Vikings on Sunday Night Football. And Jordan Lewis will also join the show today, the great Jordan Lewis, who's been a fan favorite and finally getting the snaps that he so rightfully deserves and really cashing in with turnovers. He's a turnover machine, so we'll hear from Jordan Lewis and just how he was able to close down the football to close out the game. He came out of nowhere to win that game for the Cowboys on Monday Night Football last week against the Giants. Jared, what's going on, man? How are you? Ari, I am uh, I am not typing at the moment, so I am doing great. You, and, you were like uh, the, the – what's the meme of the – Really like frantic typing of like I said a puppet or something. I just I see just like a monkey maybe at the typewriter. That's basically what I'm saying, Jared. Is you're the equivalent of a monkey at a typewriter. That makes sense. Uh, I've been called that before, as a matter of fact. So <laughs> not the first time, but uh, yeah, you know. And and I don't use the traditional home keys approach. I'm a, I'm a. Oh, I was gonna say, I I peck at the keys. I was gonna say that I was maybe the. Whatever. Don't want to say that word. I don't think that word's allowed. I peck at the keys though, but I do it, I do it really efficiently. I'm a pretty fast typer. I did, I did this because back in lower school, when we were learning typing, you got like a star or something if you were, had the most words per minute. And as everyone was putzing around trying to learn home keys, I just figured, well, all right, I'm going to move this blanket that they put over my hands that prevents you from looking at the keys because I was in the back row and no one saw. And I would just, peck away at the keys and i had the most words per minute every single time and it got to the point where uh as unconventional as my typing style is it's uh what works for me but i do look very angry at times when i type like that so uh i think that's just your natural demeanor though you just look angry. do i have resting bitch face <laughs> wait so how many trophies for typing do you have then well, no, they weren't like this was all in like a like our entire uh, computer class or whatever so no trophies if i recall What's that? No trophies at Green Hill? No trophies. I, I recall that – so we'd get stars and like when you got to a certain amount of stars or something, you got to redeem the stars for, uh, I don't know, like you know, a silly prize or maybe you got to be first in line. I, you know, I don't remember. Wow. But I'll, like, if you put a winner and a loser in front of me, then all of a sudden <laughs> I care. Like I could – you know, it, well, it, it could be something like that – Well, it seems like you're basically admitting to cheating here. By removing yeah. Oh the... no, no. It was like win it all. I learned. I I adopted the win at all cost philosophy at a young age, yes, and then I probably the Bill Belichick I, approach. It's, yeah, it's, I've taken my foot off the pedal of that one a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like you could put like three Barbies in front of me, and if there was a winner and a loser, then I might be interested. <laughs> all right. So before we we delve into this game this week, I, I wanted to bring up something that happened this week uh, with the open locker room session. Dak Prescott spoke. On Thursday, and and Dak speaks every week, obviously on Thursdays, and he does the the traditional interview, and in front of the cameras, and then and then after the cameras walk away, it's kind of the rest of the people without the cameras and most of the writers that kind of go on with Dak for some extra time, and he's he's a different, you know, less, you know, he's he swears in that open set, right? Like so, it's a little bit different than what he would how he wants to present himself in front of TV cameras, which is fine, but it's usually better insight, okay? So. 
During the Giants game, Jared, the the headset, Dak's headset went out for a couple of plays, he said. And he, at that point, now has no communication with the sideline, so he's essentially the offensive coordinator at that play. So this is kind of something that a lot of people have talked about with the Cowboys and Dak and, you know, how much play calling is he doing and how much adjusting is he doing at the last scrimmage. And so he talked about, you know, he, he walked to the last scrimmage, he called the play, it was a run play, and he saw the look was bad, and so he changed out of it to get into a pass play, and the pass play picked up 15 yards or something. And so it's like, well, I, I he's like, I just want to keep rolling, because I, I was like, I'm, I'll call the plays, and, you know, and, and, and I don't, I don't need to the, he- the headset. So, you know, he said there's one or two plays like that, whatever. It was a stretch of uh, plays in the third quarter where Jeff Cavanaugh, who's doing the postgame show with me, so he's like, oh, I love this. He's checking out a run plays. But it was funny because he was checking out of his own run plays. <laughs> but what he said was, give credit to coaching. And he said, because this week in practice, Jason Garrett, when when they were running some stuff, he he, he said, okay, Dak, now now your headset stopped working, so it's your offense. Call your play. And and that kind of gave him a familiarity, and, and it just so happened, lo and behold, that that's what transpired in the game, and he was completely prepared to do it. And I just think it's an interesting look at a team that, one, has wondered from the outside looking in how much leeway Dak has and how much he's willing to take within the scope of the offense. And when he obviously understands what defenses are doing to him, he's going to become a much better quarterback because all the great ones do that. But the other thing to this is, and we rarely will give Jason Garrett credit, myself included on that, Jared. Uh, I, there's famous stories about Bill Parcells doing some of the most ridiculous sort of situations or practicing the most ridiculous sort of situations to practice that at, at times, like there was a game that my friend Dat Wynn was telling me about against the Giants with Parcells where they had worked on some ridiculous out-of-bounds rule and they had no idea why they worked on it. And they were like, it'll never happen in a game. And it happened in a game against the Giants. It was some ridiculous thing with the kickoff. And I can't remember exactly what happened. But these, are, these aren't the same things. But it is – you do want to see and hear about coaches because of stories like that with Parcells that are constantly working in practice on all different types of situations that present itself in games. Yeah, and I, just sidebar to that. Well, here, I, I, we'll get to the sidebar in a second. You're right. And I, I think it's great that they, they get that specific because you're, you know, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there, or that hit the nail on the head. And that, you know, you, you just never know. You think it's silly. You think it's, it's dumb and they have all these meetings and practices and, you know, they're, they're going over some specific things. But, uh, you know, the guys who know what to do in those specific situations are the guys who come out on top in critical moments. And, uh, some of them are like, that's going to happen once every five years. Some of them are, Hey, the headset's not working, which seems to happen to every team at least once a year. Uh, and you know, you got to be able to roll with the punches because the game's not always going to stop down just because you haven't covered or are not familiar with that situation. I, I do think, and I don't know if, if uh, professional athletes is that most of the time, they have this confidence that they can do it. You know, whether it's, yeah, our team can make the playoffs, even though everyone knows that this is like a four to five win team, not the Cowboys, but in general, or it's, uh, you know, the, the thought that, yeah, I, I don't, you know, I'm better than this guy or I'm better than that guy. And sometimes they're right, but other times you're like looking around like, well, where, what's this? Not even close. 
And so I think with play calling for a quarterback, it's, it's always really impressive to me. And I, you never know what play they check out of, but I'm always impressed when they check out of passes to runs because I think it's, it's probably really tough for a quarterback to make the conscious decision right. that no, I'm going to take the ball out of my hands or maybe it's, no, I'm not going to make that aggressive deep throw that can result in the big play. I'm going to check into the play that's going to, uh, you know, get us four to five yards and maybe more if the guy breaks a tackle or whatever, you know, with, with whether it's the primary read or the secondary read with, which is the one most likely based on the look or whatever. I, and I nobody wants the quarterback to be conservative, you know? No, no. <laughs> but I, I just, yeah, definitely not. Other than, uh, you know, a few guys with, uh, Cowboys headsets on, but, uh, maybe just one guy, but yeah, I, I do think it's a pretty impressive responsibility. And I, I think sometimes we, we talk about that responsibility with, with such a laissez faire demeanor, like, oh yeah, you know, it, we need this guy to have the freedom to check out of plays or whatever and blah, blah, blah. But it's not easy for someone who's been in the league for three to four years, I'd imagine, to, to have the command and the wherewithal to do that. And so it is impressive that they're, uh, given him that sort of responsibility. And, and, uh, you know, again, I, I'm with you. I don't necessarily think Jason Garrett's the greatest coach in the world, but I think that it's, uh, it is very, uh, it's very telling that these guys seem to always go back to, to Garrett and, and talking about the coaching. And, and obviously there's something that goes on that, in that locker room that we don't see that has an impact on the week, uh, the weekly results. Yeah. I think the big takeaway here is just root for the headsets to go out in the future. That's maybe what, what I'm trying to say. Because they're I, they're basically completing every pass for a million yards when when they have Dak Prescott do that. I mean, you know, Brady Hoke when he was at Michigan, I think didn't even have a headset, which that's a conversation in and of itself. Uh, and Orshrod doesn't have a headset. Okay, so Coach O doesn't. Do, I, no. I figured there were other guys who do it. I mean, yeah. just hey, hey, hey let's. Too, I think that's because his head is too big. Though. Maybe, and and no one can understand what he says anyway. So what? I mean, what good does it do? Uh, <laughs> Let's Coach, what? Wait, wait, Coach, what? Yeah. <laughs> he literally, Ari, quick story for, for everyone. So he was at USC while yeah. I was there. And, uh, yeah, well, so he wasn't the head coach when I was there. He was, he was on staff and, uh, we were in line. There was, uh, you know, because of, of my, uh, uh, my ties to the baseball program, I was able to eat in the athlete dining hall, even though I'm the furthest thing from a USC division one caliber athlete. And USC lets its football players mingle with other athletes. That's unbelievable. Well, not really. This was, uh, you know, it was, speak, speak when spoken to. Uh, (laughs) and so I'm, I'm in line next to coach O we're going through and he's just like a really friendly guy. And and he was like, how are you doing? And I could understand him say, you know, how are you doing? I was like, I'm great coach. How about you? And he's like, well, don't, 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 you know, you know what I'm saying? And like, I, did, I had no, I literally had no clue what he said. Uh, but I did hear him say, you know what I'm saying? And I was, uh, I was like in a panic and I was like, yeah, yeah, no, of course, absolutely. Right. Yeah. That's the only answer, Jared. Of course. And I, cl- I clearly gave the wrong answer because he just kind of shook his head and was like, don't, 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 don't. And I, to this day, I, I still don't know what, what he said and i might have just agreed to like saying yeah i think it's it's great that you know people go out and kick dogs because you know he might have said that like he could have said like you know yeah but not if he said do you know what i'm saying 
Yeah, I don't know. I just he looked very disappointed when I when I <laughs> gave the affirmative to his uh, his comment. I would but have responded. If, I think nine people out of ten would have responded the way you did, which is a reasonable response. The unreasonable response is to be like, "Dude, what? I can't understand yeah. a word you just said." Sorry. Sorry, I should have said sorry. I only speak English. Can you repeat that? <laughs> um, but moral of this story is let's root for LSU to win, and then let's go to Jason Garrett and say, hey, this team just took down Bama. They're undefeated. This is the best team in the country, arguably. Their head coach doesn't wear a headset. You shouldn't wear a headset either. <laughs> so little teaser, but I think next week's episode, I could unveil who I think is my – he's my favorite to be the – Next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. So speaking of Jason Garrett, so we'll maybe, I, I'll tease that ahead to next week's episode because I'm starting to fi- I'm starting to zero in on the guy that I think should be the next coach, and I think he's gonna have a big weekend this weekend. He could potentially, and if he is it Matt Rule? No, no, okay. no. And if he doesn't, because I want him to go to USC. I'll just say this: he's not currently a head coach. He's not currently a head coach, but is he, he currently a, in the NFL? It, I'm not going to answer that question. I'm going to leave that open-ended. Joe Brady. No, but oh, I will okay. say no to that. But any, but 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 um, yeah, I'll do that next uh, next week if he has a big weekend. If he doesn't, then I'm, I'll just forget about it and not say anything, and we'll just forget. Right. I even thought of yeah. it. I thought I'll about probably it. forget about it. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure I will too. Uh, all right, Vikings and Cowboys Sunday night football. You of course have the pregame show with myself and Jeffrey Cavanaugh starting at. Four o'clock from AT&T Stadium's Miller Light West Plaza. Uh, RJ Choppy has the weekend off, so it's Kavanaugh in for the pre- and post-game show for the game against the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings are weird, Jared, because they're not very good. I don't, the NFC North is so bizarre. Like, you've been telling me all year how bad the Packers are, and yet the Packers are the best team of the NFC North. They have, like, what, two losses? And the Vikings are six and three in that division and they got destroyed by the Bears and Stefan Diggs was threatened. I mean, he wanted to quit. And since then they've rebounded. What, what do we make of this Vikings team? Are they good? Well, I, you know, you're right. I've said that, you know, I, I think the Packers are a little overrated. I've also said that I think the Vikings end up winning that division. I still think that I thought the, the Packers could have made that almost impossible. Had they shown up against the Chargers, but that was one of the worst individual performances by any team in 20, 2019. Uh, they absolutely didn't look like they even wanted to be there. But uh, two so, losses, Jared. Just two losses. No, no, no. It was a two horrible losses, game right, but, and they looked miserable, but it was the yeah. second loss. Right, but the Vikings are just one loss behind them and they yeah, didn't have a yeah. great loss either. They lost to the Chiefs without Pat Mahomes. Uh, but. That uh, is the truth, dude. <laughs> Well, you know, Andy Reid is the truth. I think yes. that's what we're learning yes. here every uh, with each passing week without Pat Mahomes. But it's – I think the Vikings are a really good team. I think that the Vikings in some ways are maybe a slightly better version of the Cowboys where uh, my guess is in Minnesota, they're looking at that roster and they're thinking to themselves, what – this is a team that can make a deep run, especially in a wide-open NFC. But there are certain things that just – one plus one doesn't always equal two over there. Just like with this Cowboys team, you know, we're baffled with the performances sometimes this season because we look at the players and we look at the opponents and the matchups and this and that, and it just doesn't make sense. And I think the, the Vikings have a little bit of that. I, I, you know, their defense is exceptional and, and very, very talented. They don't have any more excuses offensively. Now the Cowboys get a break with that Adam Thielen, but this is a, a Vikings team that won healthy. And we're talking about two Pro Bowl receivers and a Pro Bowl running back with a guy who's made the Pro Bowl as a quarterback, a guy who I think is a really good quarterback, although 
I know that's an unpopular opinion in Kirk Cousins, uh, but to me, Kirk Cousins is like a little bit of Nickelback. It's like everyone loves to trash on him, but deep down, they probably know that he's way better than what they're, they're suggesting because you know what? Everyone acts like they hate Nickelback, yet everyone knows every word to their song and enjoys singing the song. So, Wait, so uh, did you just compare Kirk Cousins to Nickelback and then make it sound like a positive thing? Yes, I, I, I do. I, listen, I don't, I think Because people, Kirk Cousins is greatly comparable to Nickelback. That's the best ever. That's not a good, that means. No, he's that, not a see, good I think it quarterback. Is. I, I don't know how this started, but somehow it started years ago that like Nickelback was the band everyone was going to make fun of. And then it just got so much momentum <laughs> that no one took time to actually ask, wait, why, wait, why are we making fun of them? Like why? Because they're why another they, Pearl Jam ripoff. Okay, That's why. But but my point is that like they're they obviously have done something right. And if you look at Kirk Cousins' numbers, I I don't know what the update is. I know prior to last week he was like top eight in QBR. I mean, this is not a bad quarterback. Well, now, he's been really he, good since Stephon Diggs threatened to quit. Yes, I mean, absolutely. Now, does he have a track record of not winning big games or uh, beating good teams? Yes, he has. Uh, I I you know. One six against the Cowboys, and, and what's he, that? he one in six right. against the Cowboys. He's like he's over all of his wins are against sub five hundred teams. He puts a lot of production up. He's he's. I think the point here, Jared, is that he's 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 a capable quarterback that can he can outduel you. You know, I mean, there's games we've seen the Cowboys play against the Redskins in the day, back in the day where he was he he looked like a viable franchise quarterback. He does. He can turn the football over. Yep. The thing is, and I saw this from Warren Sharp this week in, in preparation for this game, Jared. The Vikings have done a lot of smart football. Sorry, Warren Sharp, to steal that. But in terms of they are passing out of what look like run sets and running out of pass sets. So they are confusing the defense based on their personnel and, a lot, yep. and groupings. And so – to your point, with a viable with a with a guy that's capable of putting three hundred yard, four hundred yard performances together, you know that against a secondary that's been susceptible, that that can present problems. And obviously, a, a you know Kirk Cousins in this situation is better prepared for the familiarity of the Cowboys than vice versa. Now, obviously, Mike Zimmer, there's familiarity there clearly with the Cowboys, but you know, I mean, like this isn't. I think he has a better familiarity with the Cowboys from that point of view as opposed to the Cowboys and him since, you know, this is a it's not the Redskins team he was playing with. It's a different team. Right. And and I'd say this about uh, the Vikings offensively. They have big play type players. Uh, yes. I know Adam Thielen is not uh, is not playing, but Stephon Diggs is a big play yes. receiver. He's not a guy who's going to catch 12 passes for 100 yards. He's going to catch five passes for like a buck 75. I mean, dark. Uh, their the, the rusher is the leading rusher of the NFL. Yeah, Dalvin Cook breaks off big plays, both in the running game and the passing game. The Cowboys have to I, – I know this sounds silly. It's like, uh, you know, of course you don't want to give up the big play. There's never a good time to give up the big play. But there are certain teams where they can get the big play on you, but they'll also dink and dunk their way down the field. For instance, the Chiefs. The Chiefs are obviously more than capable of making big plays, but they also are very capable of putting together 10-play drives – uh, multiple times a game. I don't think that the Vikings can do that. I think in, in watching the Vikings last week and watching another one of their losses earlier this year against the Packers, they rely on the big play. Whether it's Kirk Cousins' inconsistency or right. at times a shaky offensive line, I, I don't know. But it just seems like the Vikings have a tough time consistently putting together drives. That's not to say they can't do it once 
but make them do it multiple times. And if you can get into the 20s and you you maybe give up one, maybe two big plays, then I think you're going to be fine. But if you go back to the Vikings' offensive explosions this year or their their games, you know, just look at their wins. Forget offensive explosions. You're going to see big play after big play, be it to Adam Thielen catching the pass in space and then yards after the catch or Stephon digs deep because Kirk Cousins can throw deep. He does throw a nice deep ball. Uh, I think the Cowboys have to be extra careful about that because I don't think the Vikings can beat you another way. So with all that being said, are you picking the Cowboys to win or lose this game? I'm picking the Cowboys to lose this game. Uh, I Maybe I'm I'm totally missing it with the Vikings. Yeah, I don't Boo! know. Maybe, maybe I'm totally missing it with the Vikings. I just think they are a good team. I think they're a, a pretty darn good team. I don't think they're better than the Saints. Uh, I don't think they're better than the Seahawks. Uh, but I do think they're better than the Cowboys. And I do think they're better than the Packers. I do think they're better than the Eagles. And... I guess I can't say they're better than the 49ers because the 49ers have three fewer losses than them, but I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the year people have more confidence in the Vikings than the 49ers. So uh, I have the Vikings winning 27-24 to 24 over the Cowboys. What about you? The Vikings are just a better Giants, Jared. Don't be confused. This is not a good football team. They got absolutely destroyed by a horrible Bears team weeks and weeks ago. I know things changed the NFL, but I just can't overlook that. I think the Cowboys offense is rolling right now. I think pending Amari Cooper's availability, like that's the biggest, that's the biggest determining factor of the Cowboys each week. If he's, if he's available, this offense is explosive and really good and can outduel as we've seen, or as I shouldn't say as we've seen, outduel great offenses. We haven't seen them outduel great offenses yet, but I think they are capable of doing that, especially pending Amari Cooper's health. Uh, I think it's another game they put 30 on the board. I think the outcome is 30. To 24, Cowboys win, Cowboys win, everybody's excited. All right, I, and I think this is a big win. I, I, if the Cowboys can win this game, this is huge because we've talked about uh, their schedule down the stretch is not an easy schedule, and uh, I know that the Cowboys absolutely you know, dominated the Eagles, and the Eagles in some ways have uh, you know, been a, a little bit of a laughing stock because they – uh, you know, they haven't been good at times and they, uh, you know, they, they seem to have some internal, uh, issues with, you know, Orlando Skandrick's comments and then rumors about Carson Wentz not being on the same page as others and the Al- Alshon Jeffrey stuff and, and whatnot. But hey, Ari, help me out here. What's the Eagles record? Yeah, it's not as good as the Cowboys. But what is it? A game behind them. Okay. One game behind them. That's, you know, it's not like the Cowboys have some big time comfortable lead here. And this would be a big win for the, I know it's at home. Uh, and I, I get that, you know, there, there are people who, uh, maybe don't align with me uh, how good I think the Vikings are, but, uh, this is a big win if the Cowboys can get this win because I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to make a prediction right now and I hope I'm wrong and I can get yelled at and people can throw stuff at me all they want. But as we sit here today, Ari, I don't think the Cowboys win the division. Mm. That's a great way to end this episode of Star Chat with Jared Sandler on Twitter at Jared Sandler. I'm Ari Temkin on Twitter at Ari Sports. Pre-game show for Cowboys and Vikings starts at 4 on your home for the Cowboys 105.3 The Fan. Make sure to follow along everything DFW Sports, 105.3TheFan.com for this podcast, many other great podcasts and articles, 105.3TheFan.com. Coming up next, it's our episode with Jordan Lewis. 
This is Star Chat right here on 105.3 The Fan. This is it with uh, Jordan Lewis on Star Chat. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm real good. Man. How about you? Not bad. So you 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 had the game winner essentially, right? The fumble recovery for a oh, touchdown. No, man, I had the game winner. Uh, just you know, just helping, contributing, uh, just trying my best to go out there and, and, and help the team win. So, so how did you see the ball? You you got so like yeah. the, just watch the video. It's like I can't believe how ridiculously fast you closed on that ball. Oh no, uh, Dorrance, he he knocked it down. I mean, it all happened because of Da, man. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, yeah. uh, and he knocked it out, and um, they were like scrambling for the ball, and we kept running, and the ball skirt squirted out, and I was just, I was there in the right position. We always talk about running to the ball and uh, being in position to get the ball, so I mean, just my training, just understanding what Coach Marinelli, Coach, um, Coach Richard tell us to do, and uh, just taking it to the game. Didn't you have a similar kind of play against the Saints last year, where you recovered a fumble before it went out of bounds? Oh no, that was the Jaguars, Jaguars, yeah, so it was, yeah, same, yeah. Do you just have a nose? I mean, has this always been the case know, for you man. at Michigan in high school? I mean, it's a blessing, honestly. Uh, I mean, it, honestly, whenever I can see the ball, it's just, you know, it's, it comes to me, honestly. See the ball, find the ball. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it is, man. Just being in the right position, honestly, that starts there. And uh, just just going to go um, execute and, and run, honestly. What has this season been like for you? Obviously, you know, you've, you've been scrapping and clawing, trying to find more snaps. This year, you, you seem to be finding those. Yeah, uh, just stay ready, honestly. And that's what I came in my head, just. This, I, I wasn't mentally prepared for, you know, taking a lesser role my second year. So I didn't know how that would be. I didn't know. I didn't take it. Didn't do well with it in the beginning of the season. And then I saw gradually, you know, how I can get better steps on the field. And then this year I just I took advantage of that, just being ready when I, whenever I had the opportunity to be and um, understanding that when your, your, turn, your turn is turned. When your opportunity is called, you got to go out there and execute. You see the game differently this year? It, it's, it's slowed down, so, uh, honestly. But uh, that's just come with preparation, like I said, and, and understanding that whenever your, your numbers call, you got to be ready. So just watching as much film as I can and, and, and using my natural instincts, definitely. Have you and Golden Tate been going at it for a couple of years now? No, no, that, no. You know, he, he does a lot of, you know, stuff yes. on social media and stuff like that. You know, so do you? He likes to, yeah, he likes to joke and, and – but I, I don't never start to trash talk with anybody else. I just I just you know kind of like try to finish a little bit. So. <laughs> I, I feel like. I but I mean that's a big when dynamic. Um, said something to him after he said he called me a bum, he called me a bum, and he, he told me that we were double teaming him, and I was just like, that has never been the game. Bro. And, um, that's when I called him season. I called him old. So. <laughs> no, he said I called him washed. I just called him old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just older. I mean, never called him a bad player. I just said he was older. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.